Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird joining you from Grand Pacifica, Nicaragua. It actually is morning. It is Saturday, though. Uh, our retreat starts here this afternoon. Dr. Stillman is arriving. Uh, so this, you'll be seeing this live on Monday morning. Uh, so this is pre-recorded, but still, please like, subscribe, do all those things. Um, I'm joined by my long-term friend, uh, Jackie, Jackie Jolie. Uh, one of the greatest names of all time, Double J. And we are going to talk about the canary in the coal mine, your pet's health and why it, why it really matters. And uh, your pet is much more sensitive to the environment than you are. So let's take this away, Ms. Jolie. Like, um, kind of tell people what you do and then why you're so concerned about the health of pets and animals in general. All right. Thanks so much. It's good to be here. I wish I was over there in that sunshine, but thank you for having me anyways. Um, if you're lucky, yeah. maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. Definitely. If you're lucky. Um, so yeah, Jackie Jolie, uh, my big girl profession is I'm an equine body worker on horses. Do work on dogs as well, but the majority of my clients are horses. And kind of how I figured out all this light stuff that you've been hearing Jim Laird talk about on his channel for probably some time now is um, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease about five years ago from a tick bite. And in the learning of how to heal that naturally, because that's always kind of the way I've leaned in health in, in general with both animals and humans, Jim Laird was actually my uh, angel in that lifetime to turn me on to Dr. Jack Cruz and quantum health and quantum biology and light, water and magnetism. And it worked. And I realized how important light life is to your life, a positive one and how artificial light and living indoors can obviously be uh, detrimental to our health. And it truly is the foundation that is affecting all of our biology as mammals, because humans are mammals and our animals are mammals, right? So I had already been in my job for probably a decade by the time this had happened. And now I've had a couple of years living a more healthier light life by being outdoors and embracing light, water and magnetism and healthy circadian rhythms into my own life. And I started looking around at my professional industry of performance horses, our dogs and cats that my clients had, or even my own animals some, and realized they're also being zoo animals, which is one of jo Jim Laird's taglines of living indoors more. And we're now starting to see such a big increase of inflammatory diseases and chronic illnesses in our pets. And most people wouldn't think either with horses that they're living, you know, an indoor lifestyle. But on the performance side of things where I usually work, look at your race horses or saddlebreds or even really any performance horses that are doing jumping, dressage, barrels, Western, whatever the discipline might be. The majority of those horses are spending the majority of their day in a stall. Um, they want to be protected and not let them break a leg or go outside and get kicked. They want to protect their coat and make sure it's shiny and that they're gaining good weight. All these different meticulous reasons to kind of helicopter mom, you know, train them and protect them when really at the end of the day, they are wild animals. And if you look at our wild animal population, um, 
they don't have a lot of the chronic illness and diseases that we're seeing in humans and monitored animals. And so I really started to kind of look around and take the information that I had gotten from quantum biology for humans, even though we're mammals as well, and see that there's such a need on the animal side of things to also try to bring in the information about circadian rhythms and a positive light life for the animals as well. So that's kind of where I initially started to use just my past history of my career and being in that industry and realizing that our pets are needing this information and changes in their lifestyle as well. You know, and it's interesting you talk about horses and, and them living an indoor lifestyle. And the same thing is, is true with our children. Uh, horses, they do not play in the pasture anymore. Uh, and I've talked to several horse trainers that I've trained over the years, and they talked about how much more durable the horses were when they were you know, younger in the 40s and 50s, when the horses were out playing with each other. They're protecting the horse, but all they end up doing is creating a more fragile horse, right? Yes. And, um, and, and that's, that's a really sad thing. And, and one of the reasons you don't see these diseases in nature, nature has this wonderful recycling protective mechanism. It's called predators, right? And yes. so if you have an animal in nature that starts to get sick or weak, nature itself takes it out right yeah. Yeah. and then keeps the keeps the pack and keeps the herd healthy humans are the only animal on earth that keeps the unhealthy alive and allows them to recreate and breed yes. right so and i know this sounds kind of weird but it's true we've got mm -hmm. people that are barely functioning that are recreating and um you know if you look at reptiles they're even more sensitive to the environment you, you know you're talking about mammals the reptile has to have that heat lamp or he's because he can't create heat himself or herself or itself or whatever not to we'll just offend all the people yeah um burn burn me upside down uh i'm happy to be burned upside down but you know reptiles are very sensitive to the environment the light environment they don't have that heat lamp they die right and so uh, mammals have that you know backup system where they can create their own heat but you know if you're in that artificially lit environment all the time, I mean, it, it, your immune system isn't going to work as well. Your circadian rhythm is going to be off. And yeah. pretty much if your circadian rhythm is destroyed, um, you're, you're, you're done. Like you're screwed. I think that's the most important thing for your health is circadian rhythm. And so what it means is when your animals are getting sick, when they're getting cancer, uh, it's a, it's a warning sign that that environment that they're living in is not optimal for your health. No. And you're going to end up paying the price down the road. It might take 10 years because, you know, animals age a lot faster. They're also smaller. They're more sensitive to the environment. But eventually, but you're seeing young kids um, picking up autoimmune diseases at a younger and younger age. So it's just a warning sign like, hey, like you've got to make some changes in your environment or you're going to pay a price. And so the dogs and the cats and the birds and if you get into the studies online, if you, you type in like circadian rhythm disruption in animals, mm -hmm. when they put streetlights in and things like that, it has a massive effect on the reptiles, the, the snakes, the bunny rabbits, the, you yeah. know, the mice, all the animals end up having a massive, massive problem because of this stuff. So um, let's talk about one of the things that you've done um, to kind of hack the system, because obviously we all can't, you know, uh, when we when I work with clients, Dr. Stillman and I work with clients, we use things like Spurdy vitamin D lamp. We want people to get outside as much as possible. But we also realize there's limitations, particularly in the wintertime. 
and you realize there's there's limitations with animals with pets um you know not everybody can live in nicaragua like i do um and you know a lot of people are in you know right now are in a northern latitude where the weather's not as good so they need to hack some things let's talk about what you've done and what you got coming down the line to kind of help people um hack the system so to speak yeah absolutely i would like to touch a little bit on what you were kind of just talking about with our kids but also you know like the races for example come on i'm the one coming in with the information come on i get i'm I'm muting myself so you can talk don't worry (laughs) no i just think it's important to also just you know we're bringing all of this light information for humans and helping them realize they are mammals as well we used to live out in the wild and you're right our animals were the same and our animals do have predators you know our horses are more of a prey animal and live off of a survival instinct but most of them do even a dog who would have been a predator in the wild would have had a predator that would have attacked them if they were sick or injured as well Um, However, the genes always got kind of controlled that way, right? Like if something was older or they broke a leg, like the predator or nature took care of it. And in our modern um, domesticated world of pets and animals, we are protecting them more. And with making them weaker by ruining their circadian rhythms by living inside, being around Wi-Fi, being around radiation, artificial light, and then we won't even talk about (laughs) kibble and food. Obviously, there's lots of toxins and food that can happen to weaken their systems as well. We're then breeding that and it's creating weaker and weaker species and individuals. We're seeing it in humans as well, where children are being born already with with chronic illness or diseases. And so it's happening in horses and the pet world as well. And we're wanting to in the modern medicine paradigm, we're wanting to blame everything on genes. And there is a little bit of that because now we're making weaker individuals and species. But why aren't we going further and saying, but why is that happening? Because we're turning genes off by not allowing those animals that are breeding to have a healthy natural circadian rhythm tied to nature and being outside. So I just, sometimes that's not information that's well known in the public. And so I just wanted to kind of reinforce that of what you had said, because I do see it so much in the horse industry, especially like if you look at the racehorse industry, there's been some uh, headlines in the last year or two of them breaking down and dying like on a pretty consistent basis. Um, It's been something that's been going on for a very long time and they blame it on a track or a bad step or the genes when really if you look at the life of a racehorse they are inside a 10 by 10 stall 20 hours a day and only come out to work and be told run as fast as you can to one direction always not the other direction at two and three years of age when the full body is not even developed and then they're also not getting out in the sunlight to make their body strong to be able to do their job And so they're breaking down on a daily basis. And um, I am hoping to be a beacon of light to bring that message to those industries, because there are some changes that can be done to allow the horses and animals to even just have um, more time outside, which is free, right? But to transfer over to what I do have up my sleeve and to hopefully be able to help both the performance industry and also just our loving four-legged pets that we have at home because even in my own life i don't always 
I'm not always available to allow my dogs to be outside 24 seven. I don't live somewhere where they can have a doggy door and come in and out as they please. I do try to let them out as much as possible, but I do work. And so they do stay inside some. Um, so I was able to invent and create a red and infrared light therapy blanket that's going to be for dogs and horses to start. <laughs> and if we can help any other animal in the future, a goat, a pig, a giraffe, whatever, we will definitely try our best. Um, but there's so much information in scientific studies, like over 100,000 different scientific studies on the benefits of red light and infrared light. And I'm sure you and Dr. Stillman have used red light therapy to help clients as well. Um, and it's just going to help decrease that chronic inflammation in general that the body will have when you're not able to keep your circadian rhythms fully intact, or maybe during the winter time where you are staying inside a little bit more. Um, on a performance side, there's also research where it's actually making more energy for your body. So what if your racehorse could run faster or your agility dog can jump higher? Um, and for longer years, right, we're seeing dogs get arthritis at five. We're seeing horses get arthritis at five or six. That should be their prime, not actually coming into arthritis. Um, we're seeing dogs dying of cancer or metabolic issues, which would be very similar to diabetes in humans, right? Well, on the light side on humans, we're learning that looking at blue light and having artificial light on at night leads to increases in insulin and blood sugar. Well, if horses and dogs are also around that same artificial light through the nighttime, they're not getting the right cues for their circadian rhythms either. When you're gone all day from work, is your modem on in your house allowing the Wi-Fi radiation to be constantly affecting your dogs or your cats that are staying inside all day? That's also going to generate just a general inflammation in the body. And they are a lot more sensitive um, to their environment than we are because they used to be in the wild and had to survive. So they have a much bigger fight or flight or survival instinct and sensitivity to their surroundings. Um, they do age faster than us, right? And so all of these things kind of compound on them sooner and at a stronger compounding rate. And just like Jim Laird said, your, your pets at home can definitely be your canary in the coal mine. So if your dog ends up getting cancer or is having some type of chronic inflammation, it should really be a signal to you even as the owner and the human mammal that there's something in your environment at home that's causing stress on the on the cellular level and causing inflammation. And so you really need to check that out. I still remember there was a lady in our quantum group years ago when I first got started. She was very electrical sensitive anyways to Wi-Fi and cell phones and things like that. Her and her husband had moved into a new house like maybe a year and a half or two years they'd been in the house and the dog ended up getting a really bad brain tumor and cancer within like that year. And I think the dog was like eight, seven or eight, not old by any means. And then she got breast cancer and they ended up getting into quantum health somehow through that like healing journey. And they found out about, you know, Wi-Fi and cellular radiation and they found out about the smart meters that a lot of the new homes have on them. Well, when they went to go look at where their smart meter was, it was literally right behind the headrest of the bed on the outside of their, of their master bedroom. And the dog always slept right next to her, next to the wall, next to the smart meter. And so they, you know, like immediately up and left and moved from the house. I don't think the dog made it. She obviously healed and is still alive from her breast cancer. 
journey. But that just kind of shows you that the dog had contracted something earlier and it had been affected by that radiation and waves that were there causing inflammation, not allowing them to sleep, not allowing them to regenerate. And so all of those things are factors that can be affecting your in-home pets, but then even some of our animals that are supposed to be wild animals, but are also being kept indoors. You know, I... Oh. Hey, I lost your sound. I'm oh, muted. Okay. I, I, I didn't hit the button right. Okay, no, there you go. Sorry about that. Um, okay. The um, I always interesting when people start talking about breast cancer, they start 